I wonder if she suspects. Of course not. Come on. Oh, will she be surprised? A real birthday party with a real birthday cake. Yes, and a dress a princess can be proud of. I'll get the wands. Yes, you can. The wands. Oh, no. No magic. But the 16 years are almost over. We're taking no chances. But... We'll have a holly jolly normal day. The most normal day of the year. And if you know what is normal, well, it's just that way today. Anyways, um, we're recording this on, on, a, on a very big holiday that happens towards the end of the year. Because we're not hanging out with our families. <laughs> so we are today are going to talk about Sleeping Beauty, which honestly, you know... I personally would have preferred to just sleep the entire time instead of reading <laughs> this story. Well, so I had to read it out loud for an hour and question why I was doing this with my life. <laughs> it's okay. Well, that's because we were going to test something new out. I got sick. Um, Not that anyone's uh, heard this audio yet. <laughs> and nor should they. Please avoid the reading of Perseverus if you so choose. Because... Yeah. So fucking hard to read. Anyways, we should probably explain what Perseverate is. Well, they know because they probably have heard it before this one. Well, yeah, if they listen to your recording, but if they didn't, <laughs> uh, Perseverate is the unfortunate original telling of Sleeping Beauty about Trollius and Zelodyne and their horrible, horrible, messed up relationship yeah so, um yeah i don't even know where to start with this shit oh i know okay so i had to hold back a lot of opinions during my reading because obviously it wasn't the episode for that but holy mother of rapiness because this story and here's what bugs me about it all right you've got troilus Coming in, Venus is telling him, if you're a man, you're going to fuck her. And then yeah. she's going to wake up. But then they make a point of saying that logic and reason in his head are like, yo, she's not going to trust you. What are you doing? You can't just have sex with a comatose woman. But then Venus is like, yeah, but look at her, though. And he's like, you're right, you're right, I do want to fuck her. And then you've got Zeladine waking up, and she's fucking traumatized when she hears that someone had sex with her while she was sleeping, and she birthed a child. Yeah. She didn't even wake up right away. It was nine months later. Yeah, because the baby sucked the splinter out of her finger, which makes more sense than true love's first kiss, but, you know, we gotta put that nice Disney sheen on it. Well, I mean, that came from the little Rose Briar and the Charles Perrault uh, version, so... Yeah, but, like, you know what I mean. It's just, I guess the folk version kind of made sense in terms of the loom put her to sleep because there's a splinter still in her finger, so obviously that splinter has to come out. Like, sure, cool, that part's fine. But everything around that, it's not a great story. It's, one thing that was curious to me, though, is you've got a lot of Roman influence still because this is the 14th century and people are Christian, mm -hmm. but they still make references to Roman gods like Apollo and Venus. Um, so and I thought Mars that was fascinating. Well. 
Yeah. Because wasn't it Mars that was technically the messenger or, or bird or whatever that mm-hmm. flew him up there? Yeah, it's, it's a fucking weird story. And it's really hard to read because the translation of Old English, or I guess it wasn't English when it was written. It was, pr- I guess, Latin. Yeah. But good fucking Lord. It's just a... <laughs> I remember, I'm pretty sure I read this I- when I was in high school. I didn't finish it because I was just, this is really boring. And the dialogue's some of the worst thing that I've ever seen. And I think I did, like, I took a screenshot of some of the dialogue just because so I could easily get back to it. I think. What was it? Uh, and can yeah, I say... It's sort of like... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I thought you were going to be looking for it for a second. But no, yeah, you go ahead. I have to say, not old... All old dialogue does read poorly. I remember quite enjoying reading Beowulf, and Beowulf is very old. So, maybe part of it's the translation. Well, was it translated by J.R.R. Tolkien, though? I don't recall. This was high school. I didn't know things. Okay. Because, like, I think... Beowulf can be hard to read, but there is a translation by J.R.R. Tolkien that really makes it a lot better. Just same thing with um, King Arthur and the Green Knight. There's a great translation by J.R.R. Tolkien, which is what he he was a translator before he ever wrote Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. So. Another way he surprises me in beautiful ways. Also, I guess we could cover Beowulf in that horrible movie at some point, but anyway. <laughs> you mean the great CGI of Angelina Jolie. I mean, she's great, but just why? Why everything else in that movie? So yeah, if you guys did sit through that reading of Perseverus, I'm sorry. <laughs> but but here here here, Andre, he can't he can't obviously be be a true rapist because you know it was Venus, the goddess, that forced him to do it, and then also you know this this great line about how pure and great he is. The knight greatly hesitated to approach the bed, as does a true lover, who must be brave in his thoughts and timid in his actions. And nevertheless, when he was a bit reassured, he decided to approach the maiden to see if Zelodyne, for he could be accused of cowardice, if he had gone to see the lady for whom he had, and apparently I didn't screenshot the rest of it, so fuck it. Um. Yeah, that part bothered me a lot, too. Oh, it's just sad. Old writing sometimes is just so fucking bad. And also just the fact that, you know, in order to be a true... Hey, guys, hey, just a point. Ladies, close your ears for a second. I got a, I got a point for all the guys. Andrea, p- please uh, please shut your shut your, uh, your ears real quick. You know, hey, be, be really timid when, when you go home with a girl. Girls <laughs> love it when you're timid. And... They, they love, like, if you're shaking and shivering, that's a huge turn on. <laughs> okay, how about, wait, no. Another tip. You don't have to be timid, but maybe don't have sex with her after she falls asleep. Yeah, that is a good point. But what if Venus is in my that ear telling me, hey, you're, you're a little bitch if you don't fuck her right now. Like, how am I supposed to handle that? I gotta prove that I'm a man. No, that's called thinking with your dick, and you can't blame Venus for it. I mean, you can, because she obviously is, like, saying this shit. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And what's funny, so you have this whole... He's in the tower. He wants to stay there and keep chilling with her after he rapes her, I guess. And then he's like, oh, shit, I have this wedding to go to, and just, like, fucks off. 
fucks off until what is it years yeah, later? Yeah, it was uh, many years because apparently when, he went on a bunch of adventures. Yeah, fuck bitches go on adventures. Am I right? I don't. Yeah, understand. fuck uh, having to raise my child. I got a cool adventures to go on, and I and I can tell them about it. And I mean, I'll I'm be, sure. And my son will be like, "You're so cool, dad." I and that doesn't make up for all of the presents I never got. Yeah, but like she can't just you know go on her. Facebook Messenger and be like, uh, did you fuck me when I was sleeping? Also, I have your kid. So I understand, like, he might not have known. But at the same time, you think you'd go back and be like, whatever happened to her? Well, he did. He. I'm sure he heard news she woke up, maybe? He did. Didn't he, like, go to the wedding because he knew sh- she would be there? But that was also years later. And... Years, dude. Like, the child's, like, probably, like, eight or nine by that point. Maybe even older. Who knows? And uh, you know he ma- he made sure he made oh, sure right. to and he stole and he her, made sure ring. To steal her property <laughs> and leave some leave his behind, so that she would always have it. And then she was like, "There's that guy with that ring," which you know really I hope that like like I, m- I mean there's no like obviously depiction of what this night looked like, but I, but I really just have like this feeling that like he's now like really fat and old and disgusting looking. And then he has this ring on her hand, on his hand, <laughs> and like Zella Dine's looking, and she's like, "Do I really want to talk to this guy?" Uh, no, apparently she's love. happy because he's her friend. But but what's messed up is you've got her. Was it her aunt? Yeah, um, it was either her aunt or just like the lady who like helps take care of her. She's like related to her somehow, but Zeldine's, you know, very messed up because she's like, how could someone do that while I was sleeping? And her aunt's like, I mean, it woke you up, right? So no harm, no foul. Yeah. Just be happy you're, you're back. The gods wanted this to happen. And if we've learned anything about the Roman and Greek gods, they all kind of fucking suck. Except for Hades. You're cool, Hades. You mean you've never turned into a swan to forcibly impregnate a mortal that was never your jam you know i tried it once i got stuck as the swan and then i couldn't get it up (laughs) so (laughs) not gonna try that again but yeah if you guys don't know the stories that well i mean there were some other really big differences i guess it was funny to me in the story that you had the three fairies come like you have the three fairies in Sleeping Beauty and they're supposed to give the princess a gift and then one of them was mad that she didn't have a knife this all started over missing cutlery whereas at least with Maleficent she's like I wasn't invited and can I just also say Maleficent is one of the most pimp Disney characters I mean, ever cheekbone. I love her Ooh, and that horned fucking cape. Uh, like, yeah, that's yeah. a look. I could I could see people rocking that look. Uh, it, yeah, she uh, she looked good. It was a great uh, character portrayal. Did, did You read uh, The Little Rose Briar as well. Did, did you read the Charles Perrault one or the Grimm's one? Bro, did, did we talk about reading those two? Oh, shit, no, I went ahead and read it, so... <laughs> I thought about it, but I was just like, you know, I'm sick of this story. <laughs> I think we mentioned it, and I was like, we could do both if we have the time, and then I just sort of just went ahead and assumed so. I could talk on that one. This one is interesting, actually. So in the very beginning when the child is born, there's 12 wise women. So instead of like the three fairies, there's 12 wise women, and then one of the wise women wasn't ab- wasn't allowed to come, and so she gets pissed off very much like Maleficent and, uh, and the and Sleeping Beauty. And of course, like she decided not to wait until the last person and just decides to bust in. If if she just waited till one more wise woman, fucking eleven went ahead, and there was one left, 
she just waited. She could have like had made her curse actually work. And so the last wise woman mm -hmm. does the whole, oh no, she's going to fall asleep. And everyone but the king and queen also fall asleep. So basically everyone that's a servant falls asleep. The king and queen stay awake because they have to feed her and give her sustenance to keep her alive for these for when it happens she also gets pricked by a random good woman um on the spindle like the, it was basic basically the, like the king declared which is really weird because like the king declared it but i thought everyone was oh no it wasn't until she pricked her finger that she fell asleep and then they forced the people to fall asleep so basically the king declared no spindles in the in the kingdom but one woman who somehow didn't know about this decree for 16 years had a spindle <laughs> and uh, Rose Briar, she meets this woman is like, oh, you, this seems cool. Show me this. And then pricks her finger right away, falls asleep, blah, blah, blah. So there was no the three the three fairies taking her in, in for the 16 years. She lived in the kingdom. So then this prince who... So she falls asleep for a hundred years. She falls asleep for a hundred years. The kingdom is taken over by another family. And then this, so she doesn't age when she's sleeping. Apparently she's like 20 years old, I think. Well, yeah, because like, how are we supposed to care if she's not hot? Right. Um, so she's 20 years old or something. Uh, it's, I, it was like, it was a different age, if I remember correctly. And so another family takes it over this prince hears from a random peasant person about this story that this peasant heard 15 50 years prior from their father about this extreme beautiful woman living in this in the, uh, in the in the other castle because apparently the family it doesn't say it but i sort of context clues they built another castle and this other castle just basically guarded the uh, sleeping beauty so he decides to go in there. He finds her, wakes her up with a kiss, blah, blah, blah. They get married. So he takes her back to their castle. Um, his father dies, so he becomes king. And immediately after becoming a king, he decides he wants to start a war <laughs> with this other kingdom. So he leaves, and he leaves the queen mother, his mother, in charge of the kingdom. Um, and they also have two children at this point, Sleeping Beauty and the Prince, or now King, have two children, a boy and a girl. And But it turns out that the mother was of ogre descent. And so she really hates Sleeping Beauty and her children, so she decrees to have um, their the, the cook to fetch the boy, butcher him, and then serve the boy as dinner. So the the cook was crying profusely, but did did was gonna do it anyways. But as soon as he saw the boy, decided not to. Instead, he killed a lamb and served the lamb with all the sauce to disguise it as human. And then the queen mother was happy and thought it was the actual boy. And then she was like, "No!" And now for supper, I want the little girl. So he does the same thing with the girl. Um, has hides her away in his house. So. Sleeping Beauty doesn't even know that her children aren't dead and serves the lamb. So, and then the next day, the Queen Mother is like, now I want Sleeping Beauty. And then he wasn't sure how he was going to disguise it. And, and 
dead. What happens, if I remember correctly, the prince slash king comes back and kills his mother and then, you know, sort of sort of live happily ever after. It doesn't really say happily ever after, so, you know, we can't really trust that, you know, that's just sort of the end of the story is that's what happens after she gets woken up. So Damn. that's what happens to uh, Sleeping Beauty. Everyone, uh, you know, her her kids get basically treated like g- how God treated Abraham, wanting wanting uh, wanting the kids to be killed, and then you know it didn't happen. But so I wonder if Disney heard that version and then decided to have her be hidden away until her sixteenth birthday, like her children were hidden away. Yeah, I think they 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 followed this version. More so. This is this is probably the mo- was the more prominent tale that most people knew. Of course, like we we live in the internet age, and it's easier to find like a bunch of different stuff. So I think this was probably the more prominent telling of this folk tale. So because fucking Charles Perrault, as we mentioned with Little Mermaid, as I like to butcher that last name. So yeah. <laughs> well, that's all sorts of sorted. I mean, obviously in everything but the Disney version, she does not have a great life. It is interesting how the timelines are different. So you have in the original Perseverus, she's asleep for about a year and a half, I want to say. This one, you said it's 100 years, and then the Disney one, it looks like it's over in like two days, for the most part. Yeah. Um, Although I have to say, okay, in the Disney version, I can't help but feeling like without the three fairies, nothing would have gotten done. I mean, they hide her away. Oh, no. They bring her back, they put everyone to sleep so no one knows she's missing, and then Prince Philip would not have defeated Maleficent without the sword and the shield they gave him, and then they pretty much were like, he can't fight worth a shit, so we're gonna just make the sword. If he just throws it at all, it's gonna go straight into the (laughs) dragon's heart. (laughs) Because Maleficent turns into a dragon, which is again, pretty pimp. That's actually one of the first drawings I did that got me really into drawing, is I drew Maleficent as the dragon, because like, come on, it was great. Oh, and you're doing Um, that again, right? Well, I was like, I could just post a picture of my fourth grade drawing of Maleficent as the dragon and brag on my fourth grade skills. Fuck yes. (laughs) But since you mentioned it... So now I have an Apple pen. (laughs) That is true. Uh, That just randomly appeared, right? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, I finally found... No, I have... uh, We have a really good friend named Nitch who sent me a new one because he's super nice. And so now I can stop stealing memes for our episodes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but to go back a little bit because you mentioned it um, about how the fairies helped out I love how when they first originally give him the sword and, and, and shield they're like we probably won't be able to help you anymore and you're going to have to face things on your own nope instead we're just going to help you the entire fucking time because you can't do shit yep. and I was like what was the point of even saying that if the rest of the story you're just going to help so that was that was a it's just like how in um, Cinderella, the the fairy godmother, I think said a cu- said something that I was just like, but then you just did this anyways. It was with the dress, that's what it was, and <laughs> it's just like, what's the point of this dialogue if it doesn't uh, it doesn't really do anything or add to the story? So, yeah, that's uh, it's it's interesting. It's a uh, every it's a lot of the story is is different, like. You don't have the prince and meeting her in the woods 
in the little briar story or in or in Trollius and Zeladine. Which I, I love that in Trollius and Zeladine that that the the the, the that, that Trollius is from Royalville. That is the most clever yeah. that is the most clever name any writer ever came up with for a place. <laughs> Just brilliant. Good work. You're so creative. Well, in the kingdom is Zeladin. Her brother is Zeladin, and she's yeah. Zeladin. And then her dad is Zelad, Zeland. Oh. Why? Clever. Just I mean, why? I guess maybe that's how <laughs> royal families name themselves, like really similar to each other uh, back then. But it's just, I guess now it's just fucking weird. Um, no, I mean, she was still, it still had, like, you know, Queen Elizabeth. She wasn't Queen Englandia. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But that's where that's where we have issues when we can't keep track of the royal family. Maybe they should have, uh, you know, c- Queen Queen Englandia or Britannia, you know, something like that. It would have it really, it would really help me keep track of who is the royal family. <laughs> also, like, they should live in, in Royalville because, you know, it's so hard to know where they're at and where they're from. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Disney version, at least, uh, it's a bit more of a uh, tolerable plotline. You don't have all these random other adventures going on. And like, I don't know, just I hate the writing of Persephone so much. But I mean, and the fairy, the fairies, they're pretty fun. I don't know, they can't. The whole, like, battling over the dress colors. Although, let's say, okay, they keep her hidden for 16 years, and on the last day, they're like, let's have a fucking firework fight to change the color of a dress and be super obvious about it, and then get found out on the last day of her being 16. And also, Maleficent it gets so pissed at her, you know, little pig-faced cronies because they're, quote, looking for a baby for 16 years, but they've never had this conversation in 16 years until the last day <laughs> of her being 15. And then she's just like, you know what, I have a bird. My bird should go out. Like, you've never sent the bird out before? I'm confused. I mean, she's a busy woman. She's got other things to be doing. I mean, she's... this. She's... This isn't probably the only princess that she's cursed. She's just like, really? She's just. But like, we just would know what she's been up mind. to in sixteen years. <laughs> yeah, like she's she's a very business, very powerful businesswoman trying to take care of her like corporation and make sure like that profits are going well. She doesn't have to. She doesn't want to be dealing with this stupid low-level princess bullshit curse stuff that she did 16 years ago and she's like oh god I, f- I really don't care about this anymore she's like yeah I've got other things to worry about like fucking business tax and getting my employees health insurance or they'll leave yeah, me like for another sorceress yeah it's just it's just uh it just doesn't cross her mind it's not a big deal she's she's got a lot going on and I have to say her palace looks magnificent I like the style. It actually reminded me of where that one... I'm, I'm blanking on things. Don't hate me. When they're going up the stairs in Lord of the Rings, that palace, the yes. black and the green, that yes. the head... I had that... I literally thought the same exact thing, and I'm one, I was, like, wondering if Lord of the Rings took inspiration, like, the artists or whatnot took inspiration from that. Which, just I feel in like general... They did. 
Which just in general in Sleeping Beauty, the the background artists, mm, mm, fantastic job, fantastic job. So I liked detailed. It too. It's so it was. And this like, was made in '59. Yeah, it was. It's like it looks good. It's insane how good that background was. There's a couple times um, the character animations were a little weak, but for the most part, the animations were really good. I enjoyed I hated it. I like what was it when the fairies were giving the gifts and they did that weird spiral thing? Spiral I, thing. That looked really tacky to me. Like the magic they did wove into a spiral and the music came in, which was just horrible. I'm sorry. Oh, most of this movie has horrible yes, music. I know what you're talking about. Um, and then you had like the floating images of like her being cute. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It w- no, no, I'm with you. It doesn't, it doesn't hold up. But at the same time, I guess that's kind of how, in like just regular, like in live action film, things would have probably been done similar to that. And but there's like a couple times where the animation's really good. I love when the the fairies turn to like smaller or bigger, and they do like this little yeah. whoosh thing, and it just it flows real nice. It's just it's was clever. Um, and, and like and I love clearly something that didn't need to use a lot of technique in anime or I mean it, ki- it, te- it did need some tech a lot of technique but it just looked good for the in its simplicity yeah I love that little um it's kind of like a background comic relief of when the one fairy that's making the cake she's like mm-hmm. propping it up with the broom and then yeah, the, the icing and the candles yeah. start sliding down that broomstick that was really adorable that's I the stuff with that's the stuff with like these early disney animation where like that's their like i always find their strong points is the 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 extra stuff usually like the stories aren't that strong but it's just like that those little gags like the the little mm-hmm. gag stuff are just brilliant and hold up so well and i love them and that's like the kind of stuff that makes me love animation and i I personally believe it can do better than live action on uh, on certain things so i yeah i'm i i love those those little moments oh and i totally forgot until i rewatched this that that scene in shrek where Fiona sings at the bird until it explodes was because of this scene of Aurora and the bird singing yeah. to each other. Um, that was a nice reminder. I mean, you know, we should do Shrek sometime. It technically is based off of a book. I'm down. <laughs> Good old Shrek. I mean, we, I, I would love any reason to talk about Shrek. So. <laughs> oh, can I? Okay, one other thing that makes no sense. Okay, so the fairies don't want anyone to be sad because they're waiting to see Aurora and they're like, shit, shit, the prophecies happen and everyone's going to be disappointed. So they put everyone in the castle to sleep. And I'm sorry, I understand this whole thing was over quickly, but if it was like any of the previous stories where they'd have to be asleep for a long time, I mean, I guess they cover that in the version you read that I didn't, but it would be prime time for another kingdom to be like, oh, everyone's passed the fuck out. Let's go invade right now. Right. So that's sort of yeah, it's sort of like what happens in Little Briar, Little Rose Briar, and it's uh, yeah, the hundred year period. But at the same time, it's just sort of like the fairies. It, it's also a telling of the time that really 
the average person really is only there for the kingdom and the good of the kingdom and just to support these rich people and take care of these rich people and things aren't equal and that really their only purpose is in life is to just serve them so you know instead of you know oh no your kingdom's gone you can probably you know go do something fun or do something better with your life than you know probably bathing the royal family uh, you're just gonna sleep. You're just gonna sleep, and uh, we'll uh, we'll wake you up when they come back, cause that's your only purpose in, in life. <laughs> to be a pleb. I mean, and, and in a way, you know, things haven't changed. Not gonna lie though, I do wish I would like to see a Sleeping Beauty of the entire telling of Little Rose Briar, of the Charles Perrault version. I'd love to see the scene with the with the ogress uh, trying to hide kids as they're supposed to be eaten. It's just fun. Like I was like, "Huh, this part's actually a little bit more interesting than the actual Sleeping Beauty part tale." So uh, I really would like to see this. The same thing with like the Trollius. It's like because uh, you know, like the version we read, like it's sort of like, "Oh yeah, Trollius went on a bunch of adventures here." I'm like, you know. I don't really care about the Sleeping Beauty tale because it's very fucking rapey. I actually just want to know about <laughs> his cool adventures. This sounds like a good time. That sounds more worth reading. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can see why Disney would be like, maybe we don't show someone being raped when they're asleep because that's the children. Well, we're modifying I mean, no it. No one to should be a show story. that. No one should fucking show that. Whether you're Disney or any other <laughs> fucking studio, I don't want to see that. So. Please, no one ever actually make a real version of Trollius and Zeladine. It's just horrible. Well, I mean, you're not saying you condone it, but I guess if someone wanted to make an accurate to the original story version, I don't know. <sighs> There's some stories that don't need to be told. <laughs> I don't want this. I don't want this. Uh, I mean, okay, but think about this. What if you modify it to... She's, like, super freaked out, and everyone around her's like, it's fine, you woke up. And then she's, like... Goes on a murder It's her rampage. against everyone yeah. else. And, yeah, she goes on a fucking killing rampage of, like, fuck all of you, none of you have my back. This happened to me, and you're all gaslighting me over it. And then her and Maleficent end up, like, killing everyone, and they just become, like, sorceresses together. What's up? Well, and she, and she creates Planned Parenthood at the very end. Perfect. Like, you know, she's like, no, I don't want anyone to ever go through this. You know, let them abort the child after rape. So if they if they want to. So it's uh yeah yeah fuck that fuck that shit fuck Pe Percy Forrester <laughs> whoever the fuck originally came up with this story fuck you it just it was a hard read. I did oh. There was a really good moment Zeladine had where, when she was leaving to go off with Troilus, the, I think she passes by some servant who's like, where are you going? And she goes, uh, yeah, you need to tell them that, um, they're making me marry someone I don't want to go, and then they've angered Ares, I think. Which was kind of like, it was a good moment of her being like, yeah, fuck off, I don't want to do what you guys tell me to do, even though she was leaving with the guy who assaulted her, but you know, again, it's the time. It's not... It's not a great story in general. But I was like, it was interesting they gave her that one moment of rebellion. It's a shitty form of rebellion. I'd love for her to be like, you know, fuck this shit. 
I'm going off, doing my own thing. Fuck all, fuck my family. Fuck, fuck this guy who raped me. I'm going off. I'm doing my own thing. And then she has like. But Michael, adventures. he loved her more than anyone else in the world. They tell he you had, three he times. He was horny <laughs> as fuck. He was horny <laughs> as fuck, and, and it was clearly his first time because he was timid and shaken, and you know, which is obviously you know, like I said, guys earlier, it's very sexy when you're when you're shaking and you're nervous. So. Um, hey, it was when Jack was nervous in Titanic. <laughs> we thought that was endearing. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, but he was a little boy. He was a little boy. <laughs> this isn't. A guy fucking raping a woman. God damn. Anyway, um... Not a great tale. <laughs> not a great tale. Not a... I, I will say I enjoyed re-watching the movie. Um, don't know if I'll... I mean, if I watch it again, I'll watch it again. It's not something I'm going to go out of my way to watch. Um, I don't really go out of my way to really watch Disney stuff. Um, but... Except Mulan. I just enjoy Mulan. Yeah, but isn't that it's it's mostly because of uh Mushu. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And that soundtrack's actually good. Like, I'm sorry, they use "Once Upon a Dream" like four times in this one, and that song's okay. I like modern versions of it more because it's less vocalizing and it's less loud. I don't know. It was just very loud and high notes, and it got annoying after a bit. But the rest of the songs were just pretty dumb. Oh yeah, none of the songs are memorable. Um, even like Once Upon a Dream, I don't even really think that's that memorable of a song. It's okay. <laughs> it's no, uh... Bippity-boppity? Yeah, no. bippity-boppity. <laughs> yeah, such a that was like, great. That's such a fun song. <laughs> it's a fun song. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to play at, an, at my funeral. Um, as they're lowering <laughs> me in the grave. <laughs> as we reanimate your skeleton and it does a little dance. Yeah, exactly. It was, I want that to happen. That'd be great. Bippity bumpity boo. <laughs> uh, that's uh. I so will yeah. Say, to me, out of the Disney we've covered so far, it might be the better looking one, or like the one where there are more interesting visual effects, especially because I mean Maleficent makes a forest out of thorns and turns into a fucking dragon, mm -hmm. and that's all. This is just dope to me, but. And it's really weird too, cause I, I find this like this animation and Cinderella. I found the animation better than the Little Mermaid. Yeah, like I the agree Little with Mermaid that. had the worst animation of the three, and which is really odd because they had so much freedom since a lot of it takes place in the ocean, so you're not really confined to gravity and shit like that. So it's oh, can I say Ariel's hair behaves the same? In the water and on land. I mean, it had the same general shape. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like fanning out in the water, but I guess you just have to have it have that perfect amount of volume, no matter would what. You, <laughs> it would be really like if they if they went for a realistic what hair did, I think it would be pretty bad. So you know, you know, <laughs> it this, get is her face more you know this is animation, right? It doesn't have to be real. I don't like. I know you 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 might get reality and animation mixed up, Andrea. It's okay. Wow. Again, you've been very crabby I've since very not having COVID. <laughs> uh, which, who knows? It could be a false negative. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, don't catch COVID, people. Don't go on dates with anyone ever, people. <laughs> yeah, but I was trying to get my fairy tale story, okay? 
I've been reading these fairy tale <laughs> stories and I wanted my own. Well, they're not real, so don't let Disney lie to you. Well, and don't let fucking Percy Forrest make you become a rapist, so... Yeah, although if anyone's reading that story and thinking that's the way to go, that's a you problem, because no one sane should be reading that and going, oh, got it, this is telling me, this is a how-to guide on how to get a girl. Yeah, all those thoughts in the back of your head that's saying, uh, you know, don't do it, or, or the thought, and the, and the but, but that one thought that's saying, hey, you're not a man if you don't go through with this, <laughs> that's the one you should listen to. You know, keep <laughs> that fragile mis- masculinity. It's there for a reason. It helps you along the way. Oh, oh gosh. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then her aunt just, like, coming in the next, like, right after... Well, her dad notices the candles, like, the room's brighter than it should be, and he comes in with her aunt. Her aunt can tell someone fucked her mm-hmm. yeah. I was gonna say like people fucked but no it was rape no one was fucking one mm. poor comatose girl was getting raped and she can tell something happened and she's like I'm just gonna cover this up like I'm gonna pretend like nothing happened and then there's a baby that comes out of this and no one questions it and they're just like ah the gods impregnated her oh uh, yeah I, I kind of like you know thinking back on college I'm wondering is this the is this what all the recruits at fraternities have to read before they join. You know, I'm always down to talk shit about fraternities. Um, so this is fun. And that's something I tell any time I meet younger women that aren't in college yet. I mean, not that it happens often, but I'm always like, please never go to a fraternity. Like, never go to a frat party if you can, you know, yeah. avoid it. Which, just don't do it. And if you're going to join, join a sorority, join one of the cool ones that are, like, you know, based around your major, like... There's, like, I met, I met some cool, like, people in, like, the pharmacist, like, sorority slash fraternity. Like, those people mm-hmm. were pretty dope because it was, like, we're not in a frat or sorority because we just need friends. We're doing it because we want to be around people of uh, similar things that we like or, or are studying and are trying to improve on what we're doing. Yeah, let me just say, if you're rich and have no personality... And you want to do Greek life because you want to buy your friends do. But I promise you, if you're a weirdo, so are we. You find your people in college because, you know, I mean, that's how college we has all sorts of types. Strange. Yeah. And look, now we've got a podcast together. Exactly. You can be just like <laughs> us. You can be just like us. Drinking and eating your way through college and then maintaining that friendship after the fact. What's up? Mm-hmm. It's a tale told as old as time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't have anything else on Sleeping Beauty, but uh, it was fun. January's going to be a fun month. Yeah, January's um, things that got us into reading, right? Am I wrong? No, I'm right. No, that's what we're doing. (laughs) That's what we're doing. Are we specifically going with literary stories or um, just any sort of story? We never really fully defined it. Oh, no, we've got some on the list, and I'm not sure, we haven't discussed which one we're covering next, so sorry about that in advance, but we I were think saying... I, know we, I think we know which one we want to cover next. You want to tell me, because I'm not sure? <laughs> a Clockwork Orange. Fuck, yes. Okay, yeah, so any After all this Disney shit, let's, let's go off, let's go something as far away from Disney as possible. 
No, this makes me so happy. Because, yeah, it's one of the... I mean, I read it in high school, but... I, and I had been reading for a while, but it was one of the first novels where I was like... Because I grew up on a lot of classics, and I love a lot of classics, but it was one of the first modern novels where I read it, and I was like, holy shit, literary, literature can get this, like, dark and awesome. And it made me just really jazzed about reading. So, that's our theme. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to A Clockwork Orange. And, you know, just because it is the end of the year, I mean, also, thanks everyone for being here with us for this long. I hope your holidays mm -hmm. are going great. But, yeah, so January is things that got us excited about literature, and then February we're doing books that have been marketed as romance novels, but there's a lot more to them than that. Um, and we get to cover one of my favorite novels, which is Pride and Prejudice, which everyone assumes is just romance, but it's actually a very witty social satire, and that's going to be most excellent for me. I'm super excited about that, too. And I haven't reread Pride and Prejudice in ages, so, haha, uh -huh. good times. <laughs> Yeah, great times. Good times will be had. Next year will be so much better as you tag along with us. And we'll Unless COVID is still, yeah. you know, I kicking really hard. <laughs> especially that new fucking strand. Way to go, UK. Whoop, whoop. Thanks for being here for 2020. We're going to have a lot of fun next year. We've got more content planned. Again, if you want to hear anything, any good adaptations, we've got a massive Google Drive document we have to go through but please give us more ideas because eventually we'll run out of them and we want to keep you guys entertained oh we should do a month of just fan favorites <gasps> that would be great um i have to express some disappointment i don't think we've gotten any you know angry emails yet and i was really hoping for them <laughs> but yeah seriously happy holidays everyone hope you're having a good time Hope you're avoiding your families if they don't make you happy. The good thing is you can use COVID as an excuse, so go ahead and use it this year. <laughs> and yeah. that's all. And, uh, yeah. We'll, uh, see you all next year. Bye. Another try, Summer. She couldn't have vanished into thin air. Are you sure you searched everywhere? Yep, yep, uh, uh, everywhere. We all did. Yeah. And what about the town, the forests, the mountains? Yeah, we searched mountains, uh, forests, and houses, and uh, let me see, uh, in all the cradles. Cradle? Uh, yep, yep, <laughs> every cradle. Cradle? Did you hear that, my pet? All these years, they've been looking for a baby. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Pose!